a French connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is Play by Play coming to you live on, I know the day of the week today. That's not why I'm stumped. Regular listeners of the show know that I never know what day of the week it is, but I'm trying to think of an adjective to properly explain and describe what today is. I'm looking out the window. It is a beautiful, beautiful weather day in Southeast Louisiana. Whew, I don't like to preach, I don't like to talk religion, but Lord, we thank you so much for this beautiful day because it is a gorgeous weather day. It'll be in the 70s, maybe low 80s, a little breeze, no humidity, and tonight might even drop into the 50s. Can't ask for anything more. Now, with that having been said, we know our beautiful weather is coming at a detriment for others because this cold front is sucking Hurricane Ian into Florida. And if we've got any family or friends or maybe even some listeners out in the Florida area, we're thinking and praying of you guys. So enjoying our day today, and we've got a fun show coming your way right out of the chute. Um, We're going to go to Bryce Guidry, South LaFouche High School defensive coordinator. We'll have him in the next segment of the show. Then we'll talk some NFL and some college, right? We've got to break down Monday Night Football. We've got to talk about LSU. We didn't really talk about the Tigers much in yesterday's show because we were hooting and hollering about the Saints so much. <clears throat> then at 12.15, Stan Gravois. It's our Terrebonne General Tuesday interview with Stan. Then at 12.35, we'll go back to it and break down some headlines and some different things that are happening, maybe even closer to 12.40. Stan and I tend to go a little longer. And then at the bottom of the show, we'll get our betting picks. Today, as always, we're sponsored by the Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV, located on Highway 90 in Boutique, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. New friend building materials got you covered. Excuse me. Let's try that again as we uh, just sneeze. New friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Those folks actually cut a $15,000 check to the center yesterday. Um, partial proceeds from their fishing rodeo. Bridged Independence over at Nickel State University will get a similar check, I believe, today. So continuing to just do amazing things. Buzz off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets, feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority. Proudly supporting South LaFouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. This coming Friday, South LaFouche will be at home. That's the good news. The bad news is that you're facing a behemoth. The Letcher Bulldogs are coming into town. One of the best teams in the state in Class 4A. Our broadcast is sponsored by 3T Oil. Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals, Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joseph to Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, and Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Pre-game about 6.30, kickoff 7 o'clock. So, let's open up this segment. <clears throat> or this show, rather, talking about some of the matchups that we're expecting to see in the local high school football schedule this week. In 5A, <clears throat> you've got a big matchup right just down the road here 
um, over in Matthews. Central Lafouche and Terrebonne is a huge game. If Central Lafouche wants to have any small iota of postseason aspirations, they have to beat Terrebonne Friday. And conversely to that, Terrebonne's actually in a pretty good spot right now. If they want to hold on to that spot, hell, Tyler Lewis has told us the next three, well, the next two games, because they've already got one down under their belt, the next month or so of their season is, is crucial. It's huge for them. They've got to win this game. That one's going to be a big matchup. Right now, Terrebonne is sitting at number 24 in the power ratings. 28 teams get in. Central Lafouche is 42. They're last. If Central wants to have, and look, early in the season, right, these numbers could change. You could go from 40th to 30th in one game if you get a good PowerPoint win. It's still early enough to where you can make a big jump. But if you want to get in and you're terrible, you cannot afford losing on Friday. And if you're Central Lafouche, knowing that you've got all the River Schools coming up, if you want to have even just a small iota of making the postseason, it's going to be a stretch even if you win. But if you want to have even a small iota of a chance to get in, you've got to take care of business and defend your home field. Destrehan and HL Bourgeois, that one will be out at Tom B. Smith. Um, what can you say? <laughs> Destrehan is a bore. They are, <clears throat> and I don't mean B-O-R-E, I mean B-O-A-R. They are a wild wildebeest. They have chewed up everyone that they have faced this year, including Hanville, including East Ascension. They have dominated. They've got a legitimate shot to win it all. <clears throat> Very likely going to be a rough night for the Braves. Hanville and East St. John's an intriguing matchup, right? Hanville and East St. John are both in the same situation. They're the river schools that are kind of chasing Destrehan. They both got a lot of talent. They both have a lot of speed and athleticism. They're both trying to figure out where they position themselves in this. We know Destrehan beat Hanville already. East St. John has already gotten wins over St. James this season. They're playing some good ball there 4-0. East St. John, I think, has some pressure on them to win this game. I think they've got some pressure on them to win this game. Um, whereas with Hanville, they're probably kind of the underdog, right? You know, you're coming in, you've got already two losses, and look, it becomes kind of a big game for Hanville, right? Um, you don't want to get into the playoffs in the 20s or anything in 5A. If they want to position themselves and play for the proper seating and everything, they've, they've got to take care of business here. At some point, you know, the old cliche is, all oh, we're going to schedule where we're going to get points, and, you know, we're going to have some some – Good losses, right? That's always the phrase coaches use. It's going to be a good loss. We're going to get some points from that loss. That's cool, and and that's not factual, factually inaccurate. But at some point, you do have to win games too, right? That's the 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 trick that Thibodeau's pulling right now is that, oh yeah, we're getting good losses. We're losing the seven eight win teams. It still puts you behind the eight ball if you don't win any of them, right? And, you know, that'll be the matchup uh, situation for Hanville and East St. John. That'll be the matchup situation for Thibodeau. They're traveling to take on E.D. White. Thibodeau's number 30 right now. The playoffs started today. They wouldn't be in. They've got to start winning some of these hard games. It's one thing to just schedule tough and say, oh, bro, we got a tough schedule, but we'll be in the mix and we'll get our points. You got to win a few of them. You got to win a few of them. This would be a chance to get a huge win for Thibodeau. A huge win. I don't know if they're going to do it. I would consider them the underdogs. E.D. White's going to run it right at him. E.D. White's going to probably be able to run with Thibodeau's playmakers. That'll be a fun matchup. Thibodeau versus Thibodeau. That'll be a fun matchup. Eleanor and South Terrebonne is a toss-up to me. I saw South Terrebonne on Friday. They're sound. They're skilled. They're going to be in the right positions. I saw Eleanor a couple weeks ago. 
They've got playmakers all over the field. If they could just figure out how to stop having self-inflicted wounds, they're going to be in position every time they take the field. That'll be a great, great matchup. Sumption's going to roll over Morgan City. We know that. Um, South Lafourche is going to be a big underdog against Lutcher. Anything can happen. They're not saying that the Tarpons physically couldn't win that game, but they're going to be big underdogs facing a team that you know is one of the best teams in the state. They're going to have to slow that game down, keep possession of the ball, keep the ball away from Lutcher, and just hope to get it into the second half with a chance and then see what happens. Vanderbilt and St. Charles Catholic, the Terriers are at home facing a St. Charles team that's really, really good. It's a Vanderbilt team that's 1-3 and three and is trying to find some answers. You know, you got the Division One Power 5 level running back, um, but right now you're having a hard time defensively, and you're getting behind early in games, which means you're not able to use that power running game as much as you would like. Terriers are going to be facing another really, really tough opponent. It's going to be an uphill battle for them on Friday night. And we scroll down to the two-way level, and we see Homa Christian's got St. John. St. John could play. They've got some athletes. That'll be a tough challenge for Homa Christian. Then CCA this coming weekend will be taking on Hanson Memorial at home over at Nichols State University. So it'll be a fun schedule. We'll break down those matchups with a little bit more meat on the bone a little bit later in the week. But just wanted to give you a rundown of where some of the local teams will be headed. We've got middle school football tonight as well. We've actually got a big middle school football game tonight. Um, West Thibodeau traveling down the bayou to take on Golden Medal tonight over at South Lafouche. That's at 6 o'clock. That's a big game, man. Golden Medal has a chance to position themselves third in the parish if they can win that one. Uh, both they and West have a couple of losses. Golden Medal is going to try to keep the ball away. you got to slow down the West Thibodeau athletes. You can't let them get big plays. And much like South Lafouche, you can't let them go in before they get started. Lockport traveling to take on Sixth Ward. That will be actually be a really good game, too. Both of those games at 6 o'clock, the 6 ward game over at Thibodeau High School, gold medal game over at South Lafouche. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're making a trip out to South Lafouche High School. Bryce Gidry, their defensive coordinator, will be on the line. It's play-by-play here on KLEP. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 Dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Fence RV to experience a Top 50 Dealer, or visit us at FenceRV.com. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. 
pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit TG Health System. Dot com. And welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Jiskler here. We go to the phone lines now for the first time today. South Bush High School defensive coordinator, Coach Bryce Gidger on the line. Coach, good morning, man. How are you? Hey, good morning, Casey. I'm doing all right. How are we doing? We're doing fine, buddy. It is... Uh, the meat of football season, we're in the middle portions of the year. You guys are taking on Lutcher on Friday night. Bro, your defense has had some growing pains a little bit throughout the course of the year, but I said it yesterday, and I truly mean this. You guys are getting better, man. Talk about the way your, your guys are performing so far. Yeah, uh, you know, pretty excited how the defense is going. Um, you know, right now, you know, we were, uh, we're still very young on that side of the ball, you know, and uh not necessarily young, even we do, we just don't have a lot of experience. You know, we have some kind of older guys, juniors, but they didn't have to play last year because we were fortunate um, to be very senior heavy on the uh, even side of the ball. But uh, man, they're doing a great job. You know, the, the kids they come every day. You know, and they punch that clock, and you know they're ready to work. You know, even though you know, I mean, the record. You know, it's not that all that great right now. You know, they still believe in the process and what we're trying to do defensively. So I, I can't say enough good things about our kids on the defensive side of the ball. Bro, um, one thing that, that I think that is has been good to see is um, up front, at times you guys have a lot of size and are making some things happen. I know that the, the phrase that BJ says often is, man, we can't let the, the playmakers on the other teams get going. But the last few weeks, you guys have been doing a better job of that, you know, stopping them and, and you know, coming up and, and tackling them before they ever get their wheels rolling. Yeah, uh, you know, we we started off slow with that as well. And uh, I, I think up front is, you know, our, our main, uh, you know, the heart and soul of our defense. And, uh, you know, they're young too, man. we got two 10th graders up front and uh, two 11th graders. But, you know, they, they, uh, they, they're accepting the challenge for sure. And, uh, you know, last week, you know, Sig got his. Uh, you know, I mean, we knew he was going to get his because, you know, he's an exceptional talent. But, you know, for the most part, I, I felt that we did okay. Um, 
we just that's our kryptonite. You know, everybody knows that. You know, giving up the big plays, and we just need to get better at that. I need to get better at it. You know, harping on it more, and uh, you know, making sure that the kids are in the right spot and things like that. But uh, yeah, for sure, the defensive line is definitely the uh, heart and soul as of right now. Sure. Taking on Lutcher on Friday is going to be a big challenge. They've got a big physical quarterback, a lot of skill guys all over the place. You guys are going to get tested, bro. Just talk about some of the ways you hope to try to limit what they do. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, watching film, and we knew it was going to be a tough one. You know, with Lutcher, you know, they just have athletes all over the field. You know, offensively, they're very explosive. You know, that quarterback, we actually played him here two years ago, uh, Coach Young's first year. And uh, you know he was a sophomore, and he and he uh, and he did well, you know, when he was a sophomore. So uh, we got a few things to try to slow him down, and you know, because I mean it is what it is. He's gonna, he's gonna get his, you know. It's not like he's gonna go it out, you know. He's just that good. So uh, you know, our game plan is just to slow him down, you know, um, force him to do things that he's not all that comfortable with, um, and you know, we'll see what happens on Friday. You know, anything can happen for sure. So we're relating to the kids. Guys forced some turnovers on Friday night, dude. That was positive to see. You know, you get an interception in the end zone and pull the ball out. And, you know, force a couple fumbles, man. I know that that's a big point of emphasis, stealing some possessions, get getting it back to the offense. I know that was good to see. Made you awfully happy. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that was, you know, a big part of the reason why, you know, I was, I was excited about our growth, you know, from last week. Uh, you know, we did get turnovers, and, uh, you know, I, I did feel the kids were flying around to the football, and, uh, you know, that helps, you know, getting turnovers and giving it back to the offense, you know, to go go and do something with it. And, I mean, unfortunately, we came out, you know, on the short side, but uh, I felt that we played, you know, okay defensively, and we got, uh, you know, the turnovers that I thought we could get, you know, and I think we can get those every week, and uh, that's going to be another point of emphasis. Uh, for this week, for sure, you know, given the uh, putting the ball in the, our offense's hands, for sure. BJ said on Saturday morning, he's like, "Look, bro, like I'm not gonna accept anybody saying that we don't have enough talent in the locker room to win." He's like, "I, I think we've got plenty enough here to win." He said that he thinks some of the shortcomings are coming with effort and, and attitude and kids that maybe aren't practicing the way that they want to play. And he said, "Look, dude, on Monday, this, this is gonna stop. Like we're gonna change some things around." So you've now had that one practice day on Monday. You're preparing for another practice today. Was Monday's practice, was the attitude and the vibe a little bit different? Well, uh, unfortunately, we could not practice um, with the weather. Yeah, okay. I didn't even think uh, about that. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I I think it was going to be a good day because, you know, you can see the difference. You know, Coach Young, you know, tune up the offense and, you know, I kind of – you know, talk with the defense and, you know, I don't, I don't think it's an effort thing so much for the defense It's just, you know, doing the little things right. And, uh, cause I, I do, I do feel that the kids play hard. You know, I, I believe that they give, uh, me and the defensive coaching staff everything they can on the defense side of the ball. It's just, we just, we got to get it done. You know, little things, the little things keep to add, uh, start to add up. And, uh, but uh, yesterday, you know, I thought, that we had a good day, even it was a mental period, you know, it was a mental day. And uh, mentally, I felt like we were strong. And, uh, you know, everybody was there, nobody missed. And uh, I think it would have been a good day if we can get out. So I'm anxious to see what happens today. You know, I'm excited. 
So you you got Berg back out there on the defensive line. Every once in a while, we're seeing you know a Kale or a Kural in the secondary, and you're just kind of mixing and matching. How do you guys make those decisions? And then more important than that, on Friday nights, is how do you guys you know rep them in practice and stuff to make sure that they're ready to make those those plays on Friday? Because you guys are now starting to lean a little more heavily going both ways. Yeah, we uh, you know it's something that we felt as a coaching staff that uh, you know needed to be done. You know, put your best athletes out there, you know, on both sides of the ball, even though it's tough, you know, to do that, especially in 4A football. Well, now we're <laughs> in Division One, so <laughs> it's even harder. But, um, you know, it was just a, as a whole coaching staff, you know, uh, that was the direction that we felt we needed to go. And uh, so the way it happens, Casey, is, and uh, the way it happened, wait, I'm crazy, my phone, uh, my classroom phone's going off. Uh, um, sorry, my bad, Casey. All good, brother. Uh, All good. Uh, but the way we do that, we we split it up, you know, pretty evenly. Uh, and during practice, you know, they can get some reps and individual, uh, just to kind of you know understand the position a little bit more. And we do more meeting time with them so they can get the scheme. But it's just splitting up, you know. And uh, or whatever they need more that day, uh, and the athletes that we have, they they help out a lot because they're they are smart kids and they are you know athletic and they can uh, they can handle you know playing both sides of the ball. Last so, qu- uh, yeah, we we're probably going to do that a little bit more. Very good. Last question before I let you go. I know you're a busy dude, bro. Uh, this is your first year, good, be- uh, first year being a coordinator, bro. I know that you've learned a lot. Uh, what are some of the things that you've taken from you know now half of a season doing this, bro? Yeah, the, uh, the things that I've taken, you know, it's it was a big learning curve for me. Uh, you know, I got it when I was you know twenty five, and you know it's things that you know in the end game stuff that you 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 don't you don't prepare for, and. Uh, I, I think having Coach Sanimo and Coach Gallagher, it helps me out tremendously. Um, you know, making those adjustments when need be and getting in on Saturday morning and, uh, you know, putting our brains together, come up with a plan. They've, they've done, you know, so much for me that they don't even realize, you know, and I, I owe so much to them uh, for helping me out. But, uh, I, I mean, I love it, man. You know, I, I wouldn't want to do anything else. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm happy that Coach Young, you know, trusted me with this, and uh, I'm just going to get better, you know, get better every year and, uh, you know, try to be the best that I can be, not only for myself, but, you know, for the school and uh, this football team for sure. Beautiful. Look, man, thanks so much for the time. Enjoy the rest of the day. Hope you guys have a great practice, bro. All right, Casey. See you later, man. Yep. That is Coach Bryce Gidry with South Lafouche High School. <clears throat> I like some of the things he said there, man. Look, was that – Defensively, they are starting to get better. They're starting to, you know, fly to the ball. If they, and, and this is a big if, and you know, they they're working on it, man. They're repping this. They're they're working as hard as they can. If they could eliminate those explosive plays, 30, 40, 50 yard plays, they're limiting the opponents. Other than that, the last few games, like the last two games, the opponent hasn't driven down the field on them really. Um, I could think of one drive where South Terrebonne like kind of methodically drove it, but then that drive, the Tarpons got an interception in the end zone and like forced them out. Um, and that's the key, right? That's the key in high school football. You want to make the opponent have to keep playing. 
Because they're 14 to 18-year-old kids. They're amateurs. They're all going to make mistakes. The longer they have the ball without scoring, the more likely they're going to be to screw something up. That's why the teams that win are either A, the teams that have so much Herculean strength up front that they blow you off of the ball and create holes and create um, leverage points that are so wide that anybody could run through them, or B, the teams that have so much speed that even though you might stop them for a loss nine times out of ten, the one time out of ten that you don't, they're taking it to the house on a jet sweep 90 yards. So that's the goal, I think, of high school football is – just make them keep playing. You could give up yards. You could, you know, you could give up first downs. Keep everything in front of you at all times, and eventually, the opponent's going to snap it over their head. Eventually, the opponent's going to have a holding penalty. Eventually, they're going to fumble or you know, drop a pass and on third down. Eventually, they're going to do something to screw it up. The longer that you keep playing, and that's what the Tarpons are working on. They're going to try to. Continue to get better at that. They've got a big, big challenge on Friday. I don't know how the game with Lutcher is going to go, man. They're a behemoth. We all know that. But the second half of the season becomes a little bit more manageable, and we'll see how they can match those things up. Let's catch a break when we get back. We'll talk about some Monday night football. The Cowboys get a big win. Nope. You know what? No, we're going to kick that down the road. I'm not going to. I'm not going to boast about my my team and neglect the home team while doing so. That would be bad radio. We're going to talk about LSU in the next segment, and then if we have time after Stan at 12.15, then I'll brag about my Cowboys. It's play-by-play on KLEB, talking some Tigers in the next segment of the show here on Play-by-Play. Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call state farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with 
industrial power systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 Dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Fence RV to experience a Top 50 Dealer or visit us at FenceRV.com. Welcome back to play-by-play Play here on KLEB. Casey Jisclair here. We're going to go to Stan Gravoi in the next segment of the show at 12.15. So if you want to listen to Stan and I talk some sports, stick around. Um, but I did not get a chance yesterday to really talk much about LSU. We were talking about the Saints and W's and L's and high school ball and really didn't spend much time on the Tigers, but I want to do so here today because I promised you that I would do so here today. LSU gets a 38 to nothing win over New Mexico. Um no big deal, right? You know, that's what you're supposed to do. But there were some things in here that I really, really liked, and there were some things in here that I really, well, not some things. There was a thing in here that I really didn't like. Let's start with some of the obvious ones, right? The LSU offense um, played exceptionally well on Saturday. I get it. You're hollering and screaming, New Mexico's, you know, a patsy, a cupcake, you know, a rinky-dink, and all the things that you're saying. I get that. But they're actually pretty good defensively. Um, they actually statistically were one of the best defenses in the country coming into the game, albeit against New Mexico level competition, right? Okay, they hadn't faced an SEC caliber team. I get that, but they had played Boise State and held them to 318 yards. So, you know, we all know Boise, and they're not what they used to be. But you know, that's at least a, a comparable opponent, right? You know, we could envision. Boise State having a, a strong offense and having athletes or whatever. They had 318 yards. LSU had 633 yards. And quite frankly, if not for taking the air out of the ball in the fourth quarter, would have had 700 yards in the game. LSU ran. LSU threw. Let's go back to that first point. LSU ran. It was great to see the Tiger running game get going. Noah Kane, 11 carries, 94 yards, two touchdowns. John Emery, 9 carries, 45 yards. Armani Goodman, 8 carries, 24 yards, two touchdowns. Jaden Daniels, 9 carries, 37 yards. Josh Williams, 4 carries, 19 yards. As a team, 219 yards rushing. If LSU starts running the ball, and if in SEC play they can consistently get that, I don't know, 140, 160 yards rushing, it's going to be an offense that's going to be tough. Because the passing game and the weaponry and, and some of the different things that LSU's looking to do in their shotgun passing look with their passing tree and their route skeleton and everything, that's starting to come around because on the other side, Daniels and Nussmeyer were a combined 33 of 39, 414 yards passing with the touchdown. They were averaging 10.6 yards per attempt. Jaden Daniels is really good. Really good. 
I get that there are some things there that the average fan may not like. Hell, there are some things there that I don't like. But the problem with what we're doing with Daniel sometimes when we're picking him apart is we're not comparing him to the average LSU quarterback of yesteryear. The problem with what we're doing is that we're comparing him to Joe Burrow, (laughs) which is a bad comparison to make because there's not going to be another quarterback in the history of the program who's going to do the things that Joe Burrow did. So instead of comparing him to Joe Burrow, maybe let's compare him to Zach Mettenberger. Maybe let's compare him to some of those other types of guys who have been in Baton Rouge and not the single greatest player in the history of the school. Through four games, Daniels is 81 of 111, 73% completions, 835 yards, six touchdowns, zero interceptions. Kid is playing terrific. And that is in addition to the rushing yards, which is now, uh, just loose math here, about 250-ish rushing yards on the season with two touchdowns. He's a threat with his legs. He's a threat with his arm. He's very accurate. He doesn't put the ball in dangerous positions. And the LSU receiving core has a tremendous amount of depth to where he is going to have open guys throughout the course of the field. Does he have to go through his progressions better and more quickly in the bigger games than he has so far? Absolutely. That's a fair criticism. But to say that you're sitting at 3-1 and one and are starting to play better and better and better every week, a lot of the reason for that progression and maturation is because of the play that you're getting right now under center at quarterback Daniels is doing a great job. Another thing that I liked is the depth of playmaking options that LSU has. Kayshawn Booty didn't play on Saturday because he just became a dad. Okay, so we see Noah Kane break out and Goodwin and Emory, and we talked about all those guys a minute ago, but how about your receivers? Brian Thomas, 76 yards and a touchdown. We know Malik Neighbors. He's had a great start to the year. We know Jeray Jenkins. He's had a great start to the year. Chris Hilton catches a long one. We finally get Jack Besh making big plays again. Kyron Lacey, four catches, 41 yards. Kyron Lacey had my favorite play in the game on Saturday. And I'm actually, as I'm saying that, coincidentally enough, I got my web browser up on ESPN, and that play's playing on the little video box. Um, LSU throws a pass to Brian Thomas. He catches it, makes a man miss, and Kyron Lacey is hauling ass down the field, blocking down the field for his teammate. He had four catches, 41 yards. He looked terrific. Mason Taylor, the freshman tied in. Brian Kelly's going to do some stuff with Mason Taylor. He's always open at a hole in the zone in the middle of the field. Brian Kelly is known as being a tight end guy. I'm buying all of the Mason Taylor stock over the next couple of years. That guy's going to have some 60, 70 catch seasons during his career at LSU. So LSU's developing a depth of weaponry to where, you know, you can't really just key in on anybody. Because if teams, you know, Booty's going to be back Saturday against Auburn. If teams want to just say, all right, you put him outside or you put him in the slot, we're locking him up, and we're ha- we're giving him safety help. That's okay. That'll create opportunities for everybody else. That's a great thing. That's a great problem to have. Now let's talk about the LSU defense. You're facing a New Mexico Lobos team that already is offensively challenged. They're not very good, right? They run like some trash, shotgun, triple option, finesse. Like they, they, they don't know what they're doing offensively. They're not a good offense. But one thing that you can't fake is tackling. 
and the LSU defense is starting to attack the ball carrier. In the opener against Florida State, LSU was missing tackles left and right. I don't know that they've missed more than 10, 12 tackles since. They were dominant against Southern. They were dominant against Mississippi State. They were dominant on Saturday. I don't care who you're playing. If you give up just two first downs during the course of a game, you are in absolute control of that game. Harold Perkins is a monster in that LSU defense. Had eight more tackles on Saturday. He's flying to the ball. West Weeks is starting to come around. Baskerville is playing exceptional. I go so far as to say if Baskerville would have played more against Florida State, and look, this is not just hindsight being 2020. I said this, and you could go and find it on Patreon. I said this right after the game against Florida State. If Micah Baskerville would have had a bigger role in that game, I think LSU would have gotten off the field better on third downs and would have won. He has since gotten his chance and his opportunity, and he's done tremendous. The back end is holding up. The secondary is doing well. You're getting pressure on the quarterback, and you're doing it all Saturday without three, four, five starters at times because you were arresting some guys who needed to heal up. A lot to be excited about. Now, let's talk about some negatives, right? John Emery Jr. Can't keep fumbling the ball, bro. That was one of the reasons why he wouldn't play under Babay. People would be yelling and screaming, why he ain't playing Emory more? Because he fumbles. He fumbles. He lost one on Saturday. Not a great pass blocker either. That's another reason why he doesn't play. Not a great pass blocker. And then you've got to fix your special teams. That's a non-negotiable. You've got to fix your special teams. Every single return on Saturday, there was a penalty for this or a penalty for that. You missed a field goal. You kicked the kickoff out of bounds again, which is ridiculous. I don't know how that even happens. You've got to fix your special teams because all those little plays that don't matter against New Mexico, they matter a whole lot against a team like Tennessee next Saturday. They matter a whole lot if you get to the fourth quarter on Auburn or at Auburn and the game is still close. Now let's talk about that matchup with Auburn. Auburn is a team that's in a little bit of disarray right now. They're 3-1 and one on the season. They're 1-0 and oh in SEC play, just like you are. But their path to 3-1 and 1-0 one and one and oh has been much different than LSU's. They beat Mercer. That's a patsy. They barely beat San Jose State, which is a patsy that's not a very good team to, to begin with. San Jose State on the season, um, let's, let's pull it. They're 2-1. They, yeah, they barely beat Portland State and... Like, that's not a team that should be going into Auburn and almost winning. <laughs> then you get clobbered by Penn State, just run over, 41-12. to 12. Then you face Missouri and, and should have lost that game. Missouri's probably the worst team in the entire SEC. Should have lost that game. You know, big, chubby field goal kicker, uh, what they call him, the, the oh, man. The, I'm not I'm not weight-shaming him. He, he takes pride in being a thick guy. What they call him, the, um, I'll Google it. He's got a nickname for being a big guy back there. He misses the short kick at the end of regulation. Then you get the field goal in overtime. And then the Missouri kids running the football, diving for the pylon, loses the ball out of the back of the end zone. Missouri outplayed you. Auburn can't move the football an inch. An inch. Their offense is atrocious. If you look at their numbers for the season, as a as a passing group, right, their quarterbacks are combined two touchdowns, six interceptions. Two touchdowns and six interceptions. Facing the schedule that they have faced which is Mercer, San Jose State, Missouri, two touchdowns and six interceptions, been a sacked 11 times. 
Auburn shouldn't be able to throw the ball at all on Saturday, which means that it's going to be a test for the LSU defense. Can you stop the run on first and second down and limit and put them into third and longs? Tank Bigsby's their running back. He's not a bad little ball player. LSU's going to have to limit him early and down and distance sequences. And then on the flip side to that, Auburn could play a little defense when they're fresh, right? They've given up 16-16, and Penn State put 41 on them. Missouri scored 14. Can LSU sustain offense, get off to a strong start? Because here's the thing. You get off to a strong start with all the noise that, that Auburn's hearing, that house of cards is going to crumble. But you let them have some chances, and maybe you miss a field goal, or you know, on third and four you have a drop, and instead of getting off the field on third and seven, you had a busted coverage and you let them break a big play. If you let all those little things snowball and you get to the third quarter and there's six minutes left in the third and it's 17 to 14, anybody's game, that's where you could on the road could potentially get upset. So I look for LSU to grab control early, not let go of it, and hopefully get a big SEC win on the road in the Plains. And if you do that, you get to four and one and you'd set up what would be a huge matchup against Tennessee the next Saturday in Death Valley. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Stan Gravois. Terrible General Tuesday. Out of this break, it's play-by-play on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. The music on the bayou, the Ragin' Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. 
Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time, the Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Welcome back to Play by Play. It's Tuesday. That means it's time for our Terrible General Tuesday. We have Stan Gravois on the phone lines right now. Stan, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Hey, Casey. Doing well. Doing well. Hope everybody's doing well there. Yep, yep, we are, man. It is a, a fun time of the high school football season because it's kind of that in-between of like you want to say, well, it's still early in the year. There's still a whole lot of games left. And then you realize, well, we're also kind of at the midway point, and there are a lot of teams that kind of got to get into overdrive. I pulled up a lot of the numbers yesterday. We have a lot of teams stand to where it's getting closer to playoff time right now, meaning we got a lot of teams that better start winning some games in the back end of the season. It's going to be curious to see how the second half goes compared to the first half where maybe we were a little behind the eight ball. I agree 100%, you know, and I, and I don't mean to get too cheesy or cute with it, but we're separating the uh, – contenders and the pretenders now we are we have some teams that pretty much it's starting to be they are what they are kind of thing you know and, and we can say that we thought it was going to be better but it, it's it's getting to be too late for some of those teams the one thing we did have was sort of a rebirth for some of the teams going into district play thinking you know what we have something else to play for you know now it's a district title now it's district honors but the fact is, is that now we can really start looking at PowerPoint rankings. We're in week five this week. We're halfway through the season, and it matters. And those things are going to be predicated as to whether you're going to get into the playoffs or not. So those teams who are outside looking in right now, you're not necessarily going into playoff mode now, but it won't be long before you're going to have to win out just to get into playoff mode. So, uh yeah, it is a fun time. It's a fun time because it's it's there's a sense of urgency for all the teams. There are three games this coming weekend that I really got circled as being just huge matchups. I look at Central Lafouche and Terrebonne. That's a big one. Both teams need a win there. I think the Terrebonne will maybe be slightly favored, but you know who knows? Central Lafouche has played well at times throughout the course of the year. Thibodeau and Ed White. Ed White doesn't want to you know, drop another one. They want to keep that train rolling, but Division Two is really, really tough and really deep. Thibodeau, you scheduled tough. At some point, you got to start winning some of those tough games that you scheduled. And then the last one is the big rivalry matchup, Ellender and South Terrebonne. I've seen both teams. I think that's going to be evenly matched. Both teams are in about the same situation PowerPoint-wise. All three of those, I think, are going to be very, very critical in terms of how those seasons shake out for a lot of those teams. Yeah, and I'll I'll start with the Thibodeau and D.D. White game. Just for the city of Thibodeau, that's kind of 
huge, you know. Uh, I, it's not common that these two teams play each other. I know Chris Dugas and Kyle Sang are good friends, so they get together and play. If there is a sense of urgency, I would have to imagine it's a little bit more on the Thibodeau High side. They're playing down in classification to 3A, yet they're playing one of the best teams in 3A. That's going to be a tough one. That one is power, and I imagine, and when I say power, power on the E.D. White side, that strength, you know, against the speed of Thibodeau High. So I'm sure Coach Lasang is preaching to his kids, we have to be good in space. And I agree with you from the standpoint that you can schedule any way you want, but you have to win some of those games. And unfortunately for Thibodeau, they're not. And unfortunately for Thibodeau, they are in probably the toughest stretch of games right now that anybody in the state of Louisiana has to go through because on the horizon it's Hornville and Destrahan. So, they, they, yeah, this is a huge game for Thibodeau High. You had talked a little bit about Central and and. Terrebonne. I don't know what happened to Central last week. I've never gotten a rundown or exactly what happened. I thought Thibodeau, excuse me, Central was on such an upswing after that big win they had gotten the week before against Alpha Foosh, and it just didn't happen. And now you have a Terrebonne team who is young, but they're learning, and they're learning how to win. So that's a big one for sure. And then you mentioned Terrebonne, South Terrebonne, uh, excuse me, South Terrebonne, Ellender. It uh, used to be a rival game with Terrebonne, not as much anymore for South Terrebonne. But that game is, is basically speed versus power. Although I say that, Javon Riggs had a big game last <laughs> week from a speed standpoint. But I think uh, Coach Babin is probably preaching we have to tackle well in open space because Ellender has some athletes who can get in open space. The problem with Ellender is is how much can they give up, how many runs excuse me, uh, touchdowns, how many, you know, even the uh, special teams of South Terrebonne can go in and get you a field goal. What do they give up there? And the one thing I'm sure Coach Jesse Turner wants to do is sort of feed on what happened last year when they won that game. So, uh, yeah, that'll be a good one. And uh, Ellender is the home team, although it's, you know, in South Terrebonne's backyard. So the winner of that one is still sort of alive. It's almost like we said about, Terrebonne and HL last week. The winner of that one, I think, is in decent shape in District 7 for a The loser of that one, it's going to be tough because you got, you know, that big L team, Lutcher, you know, on, on the horizon. Yeah, no doubt. Let's kind of open the umbrella and talk some LSU. I spent the last segment talking about the Tigers. Look, man, it's one thing to beat New Mexico 38 to nothing. That's not a big surprise to anybody. But they absolutely destroyed them. You know, 620-something yards to 80. You limit them to just two first downs. And, look, man, I, I get it. It's an inferior opponent. But, you know, we both said it on Saturday, too. Though it's an inferior opponent, you weren't playing Southern again, right? You were facing an FBS team who had two wins on the season to win and be just in complete control throughout, dominating, only give up two first downs and all that crazy stuff. It was great to see the Tigers again be in control throughout. It's impressive to see that defense establishing depth because there were a lot of starters who didn't even play. Consider that. Two first downs, you only get 80-something yards in the game, and you have a ton of starters who are not playing for LSU. And I, even some of those guys who didn't play, not necessarily starters, were going to be probably a big part of what's going to happen in the future. So, yes, defensively you can't help but smile about the direction that LSU is headed in. Offensively, too, I don't mean to say offense or not. There are some things there I think offensively you do have to work out. I know Daniels was bummed up just a little bit, 
What I did like was is that Nussmeyer actually came into this game and he was better. So if Daniels does get bumped up somewhere along the way, you have a Nussmeyer who I think can do it. Because I wasn't so sure after the Southern game. I wasn't too, too impressed with him. Uh, you hope that some of those injuries they have on offense, the Goodwin kid, you know, you hope you can have him back because, to me, he's kind of been the running back that I've thought has played the best. Uh, Emery is okay. You know, Kane is okay. Kane actually looked pretty good the other day. It was nice to see Kyron Lacey in there and getting, a, you know, quite a few catches. So I think the offense is good. I just, you know, I'm just more impressed with what the defense has done. Yeah, no doubt. Now you're taking on an Auburn team that's in disarray. You know, they they barely get by Missouri, a game that Missouri, frankly, gift-wrapped it to Auburn a couple of times with a short missed field goal and then a fumble at the one-yard line. It's an Auburn team that got clobbered by Penn State at home a couple weeks ago. LSU's a lofty favorite in that one, nine and a half points on the road. That's a big number. Um, what are you expecting to see, man? I, I would be... If you would have told me at the beginning of the year that Auburn would beat LSU in their stadium, I'd say, hey, you know, it's part of the growing pains. Now, after having watched a month, if Auburn beats LSU Saturday, I'd be quite a bit disappointed. What say you? Yeah, I I would agree with that. Uh, The only thing that I do worry about is sometimes is the focus level and all of these kids at LSU. And when I say kids, they still are 18, 19, 20, even 21. A lot of these kids hear this that we're just supposed to walk out on that field and Auburn's not very good. And that doesn't equate sometimes because I'm going to tell you, (laughs) Auburn's got terrific resources. There's no doubt about that. So that kind of worries me a little bit. But as long as Auburn's got the two quarterbacks that I've been seeing play the last couple (laughs) of weeks, I'm fairly confident that LSU can get it done in that game. And I got to tell you, and, and again, we've talked about this numerous times on the show, whether it be this show or on the sports corner, when we talk about Jaden Daniels, I used to be like, I don't know about this guy. And now I, I, every week I sort of become a bigger believer in him, and I think that there's some good things on the horizon for him in the future. So, yeah, I think it's going to work out really well. From the positive end of the weekend to the negative end of the weekend, the New Orleans Saints lose to Carolina on the road. It was not a good showing. You know, they made it a little closer than what it actually probably was at the end there, getting some touchdowns and or getting a touchdown, and, or no, two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Uh, it was a struggle offensively. Um, you know, Winston still having some turnover issues. You're struggling to run the ball. Camara fumbles and it turns into a score. You're missing a field goal. You're getting a field goal blocked. Like, I could go on and on and on. This was a football team that went on the road and, quite frankly, just did not play well in any phase. Well, you know, we have – worried about Jameis Winston playing quarterback and I get that and he hasn't been very good but this game made me worry about Sean Payton not being on the sideline yep. there's some intangible that he offers some I, I don't know what it is I, I don't think that Dennis Allen or any of the coaches are sitting there trying to be friends with these guys but it doesn't look like those guys have that edge when it comes to winning you know and uh if you have that on the pro level when everybody who's playing in the league is a pro, you're going to have a problem. You have to have that, you know, just that, that want to win, and unfortunately we don't see it. That was a tough game to watch, and unfortunately, and, you know, maybe when you were really young you could remember when the Saints weren't so good, but that's what it sort of reminded me of way back when 
where we be, we we we're gonna have to just sit down and reconcile that it might be a a four or five win season, you know. And I hate that. That's awful. We, we've been spoiled for a long time, at least with you know eight wins are going five hundred or above. And man, that's not what this team looks like for sure. And you know what makes it even more troubling is okay as a fan, I'm I'm thinking to myself the first time I see a team really struggle, I'm thinking okay, well, you know you'll rebuild it in the draft. You don't have your own first round pick that's going to the Philadelphia Eagles. And then okay, you think all right, well, you need a quarterback. You don't necessarily have any money to get one, so you'd have to start gutting some of your defensive veterans and everything to create space and. I don't know. I just feel like it's an organization right now. They've kicked the can down the road for so long, and I've tried to push all in for that one last run for so long. I feel like it's at a point now where they're about to start having to pay some rent here real soon. Yeah, again, thinking of Sean Payton, it makes me realize, boy, that guy sure knew what he did was doing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he saw the future, and evidently the future was quite bleak and we didn't realize it because remember it was only about two months ago that we're sitting around during the summer and we're thinking to ourselves wow this could be one of the better teams the saints have ever had man right now it sure doesn't look that way and and and, and the sad part about it is is there's no fixable things you know when lsu lost to florida state i think we all sat around and said that wasn't a good you know loss but Here's how we fix that. So right now, how do you fix the Saints? And and that's that's the one thing that I think that a lot of people are really questioning. And how do you do it going forward? And it plays for a, a long year. So let's talk about this, right? Um, my my Cowboys won last night on on Monday night against the Giants. You coached for a long time. The Cowboys are three and zero in the last couple of years when Cooper Rush plays. He's not as flashy. He's not as explosive as Dak Prescott. He doesn't make some of the crazy good plays that Dak Prescott makes, but he also doesn't make very many mistakes either. And I think that just having the game be a little more simple has proven good for that team. If Rush wins again Sunday against Washington and the team would be 3-0 this year, 4-0 in the last two years with him in the lineup, what do you do? Because it becomes a situation where he's at the longer he plays and the more you keep winning, you have to at least have the conversation. I think Dak's clearly the better and more skilled player. I think the team and their skill sets respond more to having a little bit more of a simplified approach with Rush. What do you do? Oh, I know what I do. <laughs> I'm not sure, you know, when you're talking about money being paid to an individual and, and you know, putting butts in the seats and all of this stuff. I'm sure these NFL guys have to think a whole lot more than probably what I'm thinking about my simplicity, but uh, Rush is my quarterback. Thank you. I mean, if that happens, yes, that, that's easy. That's a no-brainer. And listen, the, to top it all off is, is that I like Dak Prescott. I want him to do well. The kid went to Houghton High School. He's from Louisiana. He, I love the way he, he admired his mother. I mean, everything about him I like. But, man, on the football field, there's something not there. I keep on calling it the it factor. And usually when I say it, by the way, it's just because I'm not smart enough to know what it is. That being said, I'm starting to wonder about Dak Prescott having it. Do I think that Rush has it, like, you know, Super Bowl elite quarterback? No, but it's almost what you just said. He doesn't go in there and lose it. He does things that are manageable, and maybe 
just maybe it allows the coaches to stay within parameters of winning football and not trying to do things they can't do. Did I hope that, you know, Ezekiel Elliott was going to be better for it? Just because he's on my fantasy football team, (laughs) yes. But I also think that Pollard, that kind of mix that they have there. Now, listen, they're going to have to play better than they did last night to be a contender in all of this. But, no, I agree with you 100%. Winning is winning, and it's not easy to do. And if this guy's winning, I say you stick with him. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Before we let you go, man, the Colonels took another one on the chin Saturday, bro. It's been rough. They're 0-4. They've not really been competitive. I'll get it. They've been underdogs. They face superior competition. But you're not facing superior competition on Saturday against a Northwestern team. Nichols had better play much, much better on Saturday because if – you're taking another one on the chin? Boy, we've got to start having conversations about this being a really, really long year. Yeah, no doubt. And then the thing that really is like sort of mind-boggling, if you're a Nichols fan, is, is you're thinking, okay, we played four teams that are pretty good. On their level, on their respective levels, they were probably going to be the favorite to beat us. You know, Jacksonville's good, and Southeast Missouri was good, too. This week you should really win. Yet that team gets a little bit of confidence because they went out and beat Lamar last week. So it's kind of like, man, we can't get a break. We were hoping they were going to be down. But they'll probably feel like they can win because they did get a win. And that win came in conference against Lamar last week. So the Colonels have to be ready to play, obviously. They're 0-4. But there were little signs against Jacksonville State. Maybe not on defense, but on offense. There were a few little signs of life. They got good yardage in that game. They did some good things. So I hope it happens. It, listen, Casey, if it doesn't happen this week, ooh, I don't know that it can happen. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly, brother. Well, look, my friend, we thank you so much for the time. We look forward to Saturday, my friend. Have a great day. All right, Casey. Everybody take care. Yep, that is Stan Gravois with Terrebonne General doing an excellent job. He's right. Nichols, <laughs> Nichols better win on Saturday uh, because if you start 0-5 and then you start losing to the Northwesterns of the world, a team that's 1-3, and and <laughs> you can't hide behind all oh, everybody that we're facing is good whenever you lose to a team like that. So that's a huge game. If they want to get their season turned around, have that rebirth, it's the first conference game and all that good stuff, you need that one to go under your belt. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I'll talk about Monday Night Football. I'll brag about my Cowboys. I'll tell you what I think the Cowboys should do with the quarterback position going forward. It's play-by-play on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. 
Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3-and-2-stall restroom air-conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's Shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's Shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Monday Night Football last night pitted America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, over the New York football giants. It was a matchup of 2-0 and 1-1. and well, the Giants O oh, went down the tube last night. The Cowboys beat them 20, uh, 23 to 16 last night um, out in New Jersey. Um, couple of notes about this. First and foremost, it's like everybody, and I look, I'm going to sound like a complete homer saying this, but I, I truly think I'm being objective here. And if I'm wrong, I, I'll wear it. You guys know that. That's one thing about me, man. Like, I say a lot of stuff, right? I talk a whole lot of mess here on this show. But if there's anything that I do, and you guys know this, if I'm wrong, I will stand up loud and proud and say, hey, I didn't know what the hell I was talking about. Last week, I said, hey, Thibodeau's going to beat East St. John. I was an idiot. (laughs) It didn't happen that way at all. I was on Friday night during our broadcast saying, yep, I screwed that one up. So if I'm wrong about this, I will be the first one to say that I was wrong about this. Everybody right now is drinking the Eagles Kool-Aid of, oh man, like they they rolling, bro. They 3-0, and they revamped this, they changed that, and Jalen Hurts this, and Jalen Hurts that. And Look, Hurts is playing amazing right now, right now. They have beaten the Lions, which is one of the worst defenses in the NFL. They have beaten the Vikings, which they're very topsy-turvy. 
They've beaten the commanders who have Carson Wentz on their payroll. Just want to see a little bit more. Because as I'm watching the game last night and as I'm watching the Cowboys play their first three games, I'm seeing a pass rush that is probably the best pass rush in the entire NFL. Micah Parsons is a freak of nature. There was a play last night where he was chipped by the tight end and then doubled by the tackle and guard. So he takes the chip, swims off of the tackle, bull rushes and pancakes the guard, and then gets to the quarterback. There was another play last night late during a seven-point game with the Giants having the ball in the two-minute drill where the right tackle was matched up one-on-one with Parsons. And he was terrified. He moved early before the snap. He makes everyone up front uncomfortable. And because of that, what we're starting to see now is some of these other dudes starting to go off. Donovan Wilson blitzing off the edges, 11 tackles in a sack last night, two quarterback hits. Demarcus Lawrence, three sacks. Hey, Demarcus Lawrence is a good football player, bro. Dorrance Armstrong had a sack last night. So Parsons last night, though, he had two hits on the quarterback, and the Cowboys as a team had 12 hits on the quarterback, which is an absurd number. Quarterback hits last night were 12 to 2. Sacks last night were 5 to none. If you're getting that much pressure on the quarterback, you have a chance no matter who you're playing. So I get it. The Eagles are rolling. They've got weapons all over the field. Jalen Hurts this, Jalen Hurts that, blah, 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 blah. If the Cowboys get that level of pressure on Jalen Hurts, guess what? That precious Eagles offense ain't moving the ball an inch. It'll be a lot of third and long. Hurts will be getting sacked. He'll be running for his life, flushed out of the pocket, and then he'll start throwing it to the team wearing blue. So the Eagles will have to scheme up some screens and scheme up some things to slow that rush down Because the way that the Cowboys are getting to quarterbacks right now, it's not sustainable for anybody to run offense, much less a guy who's not all that comfortable at times in the pocket anyway. Hurts wants to get outside, wants to extend plays. The problem is against this defense, you can't do that. You can't do that, right? So that was one takeaway. The second one, and this is the elephant in the room, the Cowboys have to stick with Cooper Rush. They have to stick with Cooper Rush. I like Stan in the last segment who said this, and I agree. I'm a Dak Prescott fan. I think he's a good dude. He's got a story. He's had a lot of things happen to him in his life. He's opened up and spoken freely about some of the challenges he's had with his mental health. I've had some of the same challenges. I relate to that. But since Dak Prescott's injury where he scrambled out against, I believe it was the Giants a couple years ago when he ran and his leg just crumbled under him, he's not been willing to get hit anymore. So what we see is this. We see him stand back in the pocket, and if it's a clean pocket, hey, he'll tear you apart. Beautiful ball right down the middle, make every throw. If it's not a clean pocket, he's getting it out before he needs to get it out to avoid contact. And that's where you see inaccuracies, That's where you see passes getting tipped at the line of scrimmage and interceptions, and that's where you see some of the issues that the Cowboys have had offensively. Cooper Rush is more accurate. 
He hits those short throws that Prescott sometimes misses. He keeps the Cowboys ahead of the chains. He has great command at the line of scrimmage. And I think the entire offense is better as a result. At some point, it stops being a fluke when you've now won three straight NFL games, two of which were on the road, and you're not turning it over. The Cowboys were down 13-6 to last night in the middle of the third quarter. There have been a lot of games in the last decade where that would have meant we're going to continue to stumble over ourselves and we're going to lose tonight, boys. The drive after the Giants scored a touchdown to make it 13-6. Rush led them straight down the field for a touchdown, making several big throws on the drive. Then once it was 13-13, you force a punt, get the ball back, go straight down the field and score again. Then in crunch time, you score again. You get the game-clinching field goal to go up two scores. The kid is spreading the ball out to several weapons. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven players caught passes last night. He's getting it to the most skilled playmakers on the team. C.D. Lamb had eight catches, 87 yards, and a score. He's developing rapport with some of the younger players. Noah Brown has been great. Peyton Hendershot last night was great. There is no way that I'm going back to Dak Prescott until Rush shows me that he's not the guy to lead this team. No way. No way. I've watched a lot of Cowboys football. I've watched as much Cowboys football as anybody on this bayou. Prescott is not as accurate as this kid. He doesn't stand into the pocket as long as this kid does. He's not willing to have the contact. Does he have a better arm? Yeah, he does. Is he maybe more skilled, maybe more athletic? Yeah. But part of being an NFL quarterback is rising up in the biggest moments and saying, hey, on third and five, third and six, I'm going to get leveled by the linebacker, but I'm going to finish my throwing motion and complete the pass to my wide receiver. Prescott's not willing to do that anymore. Cooper Rush is. Last night, it's fourth down and four. Big part of the game. The Cowboys are at the plus 40-yard line, fourth and four. The Giants come on a cover zero blitz, which means everybody's blitzing. It's just one-on-one, no safety help anywhere. Everybody's blitzing. Rush stood in there, took the shot in his chest, Delivered a strike to C.D. Lamb. You get the first down. You finish the drive. Get a touchdown. Was a huge play in the game. The kids got moxie. The kid is tough as nails. And shame on everyone else in the NFL for not signing this dude a couple months ago when the Cowboys relegated him to their practice squad after the preseason. But you cannot tell me he's not better than some of the other starters in this league. You cannot tell me that he's not better than a certain guy with a broken back just down the road in New Orleans. You cannot tell me that, there's, that this dude would have been a free agent and was able to be put back on the Cowboys practice squad. That should not have happened. That is malpractice by the 31 other franchises in the NFL because if Dallas let him go at the end of the preseason, which they did, you can't tell me this dude's not better than some of the other guys on some of those rosters. That's a missed opportunity by every single other team in the league. But the Cowboys are better for it, and I'm happy about that. (laughs) So let's catch a break. When we get back, I'll get you some betting picks, and then we'll get out of here. It's been a good show. I'm thankful, as always. I'm looking out that window, man. You know how some days, and I talked about this once, I believe, like during a show in July or August, how when you look outside, and even though it's like, I'm looking outside right now, the sky's blue, there's not a cloud in the sky. In July, I looked out, and the sky's blue, there's not a cloud in the sky. But some days it just looks hot. Some days it just looks nice. Maybe it's a mental thing. Maybe I'm just fried. I don't know. 
But it just looks like a beautiful day today, right? Like I see the trees moving, the winds blowing. Like it just looks like a great day. I can't wait to go outside and do some things. I'm going to be at football tonight. Beautiful day. I've got one more segment to do that's keeping me from, from being out in that sun. So let's catch a break and get to that. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes I, my parents have to take me to the hospital. Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma, accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits. I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant is on my chest. A little whistle sound comes out when I breathe. But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. That's 1-866-662-8822. Log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. A grade C is just average. A grade B, better. But an A? An A is excellent. And an A is what Thibodeau Regional earned for patient safety from the LeapFrog Group, a leading healthcare quality and safety organization. This A in patient safety is yet another confirmation of Thibodeau Regional's commitment to providing patients with the highest quality, safest care. You know WeatherBug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. 2022 is the summer of Tiger Rag Magazine. Tiger Rag. Pick up a copy of Tiger Rag Magazine and take LSU sports with you wherever your travels take you. I love this time of year. By the pool, at the beach, or wheels up to your favorite vacation getaway. It's the summer of Tiger Rag Magazine. This summer, best thing ever. Tiger Rag Magazine. On newsstands and connecting with you at TigerRag.com. Welcome back to Play by Play. We've got one more segment to go. It's going to be a short one here, but we got just about another three or four minutes to go. By the time I read the sponsors and you know do all that stuff, we'll be up against it. So I'll get you the betting picture really, really fast. We want to thank the Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. 
Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. I actually saw something. I'm going to brag on one of our sponsors for a minute. I saw a post on social media this past weekend about how Buzz Off had performed their uh, mosquito control services at the on the grounds of the Cutoff Youth Center for the Hurricane Festival. And I saw people saying, like, look, um, there were no mosquitoes at all. So Buzz Off works, man. Give them a call. Uh, they're providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Saturday is the Sports Corner presented by Terrebonne General Communities of Terrebonne General Community Sports Institute, Stan Grava, and myself for the latest in high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts. Presented by Terrebonne General, sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. Then one more time, a reminder: join us Friday night varsity football coverage. Pre-game 6.30, kickoff 7 o'clock, South Lafouche against Lutcher. Uh, our broadcast is sponsored by 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Form Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals, Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Step to Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, and Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. So thankful for all those wonderful people in our community for their support. Betting picks today. I like the Mariners minus a run and a half. Robbie Ray is throwing. They're going to beat the Texas Rangers today. I think Seattle is, um, you know, I always say this, and, and, you know, it's going to sound like a broken record to the folks who do this and listen to this daily. September baseball betting. You're finding the team that needs to win against the team that doesn't need to win. Today, Seattle has Robbie Ray, one of their better arms, throwing against the Texas team. They have no interest in winning anymore this season. Seattle needs it. Minus a run and a half. I think they'll take care of business at home. I also today like the, uh, let's see. Oh, there it is. I lost it for a second. I like the Yankees. Minus 112 money line over the Blue Jays. Yankees had the Blue Jays beat last night and gave it away, gagged it away. Jamison Tyone is throwing over Barrios uh, for the Blue Jays. Barrios has been so hit or miss, so up or down. Some starts he's great, some starts he just doesn't have it. But I like the Yankees to take care of business today. I like Atlanta, um, minus 1.5, minus a run and a half over the Nationals. I watched last night's game between the Braves and the Nationals on and off between the Cowboys and, and the Giants. I've never seen, and look, maybe the effort will get today will get better today and they'll prove me to be uh, wrong. I've never seen a baseball team more in off-season mode, more asleep at the wheel, more unfocused than Washington last night. The Braves beat them 8-0, throwing a rookie. like They're just swinging at the first pitch and like no good approaches. The Nationals are a mess, and I think no matter who Atlanta throws, though Kyle Muller has been actually pretty good, no matter who Atlanta throws, I think they should take care of business in some of these matchups here late in the season that they have to have. So I want to thank Coach Bryce Gidry today. I want to thank Stan Gravois. Most importantly, I want to thank you guys. Our listening audience has grown during football season. Our numbers continue to be very good. Tomorrow, we're going to have B.J. Young for our weekly coaches interview with the South Lafouche head football coach. We'll do that at noon. We'll also have Taylor Griffin at 1215. We'll have our mailbag. I got a lot of questions already. We're going to try to add a few more to that on the Wednesday mailbag portion of the show. This is Casey Justclair. I'm wishing you all a wonderful day. I'm looking out that window again. Can't wait to get outside. It's a beautiful day. Take your kid to the park. Go out for a jog. Uh, find some kind of way to take advantage of this beautiful 
fall air that the Lord has blessed us with. Have a wonderful rest of the day, everybody. Can't wait for tomorrow. We'll be back the same time you've been listening to Play by Play on KLEB. God bless. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.